millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. No, it's a a slight somewhere. So just went bold. Uh, you're joking. Is Kyogo the best striker Sassend Larson? Who is the best striker Sassend Larson? Well, we discussed that and we decided on the latest Patreon exclusive video, patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims, where you can watch that. You can get match reaction podcasts, you can get extra writing, extra videos, extra podcasts from us, and you can support this podcast. Patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. This is the flagship. I am Jamie, your host. I'm joined by Martin Melly. Yes. And Stephen. What's going on? A- an awful lot is going on, Stephen. Yeah. And I think, you know, the who's the best striker since Hamilton Larson? So we started talking about it on the Patreon. The Discord has been on fire with it, the Celtic community that we've got as part of Patreon. And, well, Kyogo's been on fire recently as well. What a season he's having. Unbelievable. Honestly, it's, it's honestly ridiculous at this point. And I feel like maybe as part of the now very, very tedious outgoing transfer saga of Jakub Marcus, who is still a Celtic. <laughs> yeah. As we record this, he is still a Celtic player, which is incredible, right? I feel like maybe just the length of time that that's been going on has maybe just overshadowed what Kyogo's been doing. The guy's been sensational all season. I had a wee look into it today and I thought, right, well, there was that sort of narrative earlier in the season that he was off form like Yakimakis mm. is the best striker at the club we should play, play him more often but I look back at the longest Kyogo has gone this season without scoring is four games right which is good in itself mm. right but then the, the games themselves were Real Madrid Shakhtar Rangers and I think one against St Mirren just all in a row in there I mean, the three of the hardest games yeah. we'll play all season. Well, it didn't turn out to be that. Rangers, 4-0 was the, the score. In case anybody had forgotten, 4-0. Uh, uh, and they went off in the they first minute. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about uh-huh. that. So that's so that, three that games, really. So three and a bit games. That was just appearances. Mm. Uh, four appearances in a row. So the guy has been absolutely sensational. Going from the World Cup, the end of the World Cup onwards, I think we were back on the 17th of December, there yeah. or thereabouts. To played 12 games, Kyogo's got 11 goals. Absolutely brilliant form. And right up there, I don't know what he, he has to do because it's probably fairly subjective, not in terms of numbers, but mm. to be start to talk about in terms with the likes of your Edward Dembele. Griffiths as well. Griffiths yeah, I mean, as well deserves yeah, I mean, a shout because he's, he's up there. 
Yeah, well, I think three players, three players in the last twenty-five years have broken or touched that thirty goals a season barrier. And, league goals, uh, league goals, right? league goals. And as Kyogo sits here, Melly, he's on nineteen. Uh, next up is Lauren Shankland on seventeen, without outrageously nine of those being penalties. How they get nine penalties anyway is ridiculous. You think? Uh, think he's bearing down on thirty goals? Potentially, yeah. Celtic have got what thirteen games left of the season. Definitely two cup games, so 15 games. It was going to be tough, but mm. last season we've seen how good Kyogo can be and we've just seen this little magician up front and it's sort of maybe taken away from how good he's been this season because we're just turning up expecting him to score, but he can score all types of goals and he could get there. It's just if he avoids injury, I think. I think because this season... Last season he missed a fair chunk of the season through injury, didn't he? But this season he's managed to keep himself fit. He's been fit and firing, something that mm-hmm. we need in a striker. And I think if he can get there, he will, because Celtic are creating enough chances for him. And he's so, so clinical right now that he's scoring in every single game he plays. It's quite unusual for Kuyogo because he burst onto the scene last year and everyone was like, this guy's absolutely amazing, oh my God. But he's continued that form in this year and it's kind of like unassuming. It's went under the radar Yeah, a bit. and I think maybe even we are guilty of it as yeah. well cause, which is why we made a point of basically starting this with Kyogo chat because all the chat recently has been about Rightly so. I mean, people take the attention away. Aaron Moy has been fantastic. And we yeah. even made the joke last week about how we're basically done talking about the guy. We can't think of any more ways to do it. So mm. we need to talk about <laughs> other players. But we, we've been maybe been guilty of uh, overlooking Kyogo's contribution this season. And it has been absolutely great. Just in terms of his prolific you know, form in front of goal. But other than that, his movement is quite unlike anything I've ever seen yeah. for, a, for a Celtic striker as well. I mean, you take the obvious comparisons aside from like Henrik Larson and all that, but his movement is unbelievable. And I think it's maybe only when you're at the games you get a, a full view of it as well. Because he, if you choose to focus on Kyogo, like one of those old Sky, Sky Sports yeah. player cams from back in the day, what a <laughs> reference that is. Yeah. Remember yeah. that, kids? So if you focus on Kyogo you often see him making amazing runs and you just want the guy to spot it, whoever it is, whether it's Greg Taylor or Aaron Moy or Matt O'Reilly, Tati, who's ever got the ball, you you see Kyogo making this run and all of a sudden he ends up in like 10, 15 yards of space and no one quite spots it. Is that a a frustration? Is that something that, is that like the key to unlocking the full potential of Kyogo? Do we need a guy in there that can absolutely spot these runs and find them? Yeah, and it's not even a criticism because all those players are very good and have Mm. contributed massively this season. It's just that they don't seem to be quite on the same wavelength as Kyogo, but that's not because they're inferior players or anything. It's because he has just got this kind of preternatural gift for being able to take up space on the pitch that no one else, defenders don't seem to know where Mm. he is at any time either. I remember it's it's a... kind of story a, a comparison I've borrowed from another podcast before but I remember hearing someone talking about Kevin De Bruyne uh, years ago about how he plays like he's got someone in the top of the stand feeding him information for mm. an earpiece he seems to see the pitch from above is because he's able to see these spaces that no one else does on the pitch so all we really need I suppose what I'm saying is all we need is Kevin De Bruyne on <laughs> well, the pitch I mean Man City yeah. looks as if they're in a wee bit of bother might, <laughs> they might need a sale so, quite so, they, yeah. so they might need a sale Melly is the key to do you think as ridiculous as it sounds do you think that there could be a key to getting more out of Kyogo if we, if we not if we sign Kevin De Bruyne but when the teams start to finally click because Andrew's always saying 
especially with the Japanese players, but with Rio Hitati as well, that there's much more to come from Rio Hitati. See, Rio Hitati turns out that player who can turn and immediately spot where Kyogo's going. That wee improvement in midfield, do you think we could squeeze even more out of Kyogo? I think so. I, I think when we think of Kyogo, we think the thing that always gets me is the cup final against Hibs. Those were two quick balls played to that guy and within an instant they're in the back of that. You didn't know where it came from. All, yeah. all of a sudden, you're, you're one each, then two one up after being one nil down. So that's when you think about Kyogo. Maybe it is the fact that Celtic are like just constantly on the front foot that teams don't leave much space in behind. So it would be interesting in another world to see him play for another team and see yeah. how he does. But I think that was something we worried about at the end of the season when uh, Tom Rogic left, that well maybe Celtic are going to lack a wee bit of creativity in midfield. But... We say Matt O'Reilly's not been as good this season. He's got the most assists in the league. Rio Hattati's stepped up. He's been great uh, after like tiring out towards the end of that se- last season. Adam Moy's been great. So Celtic have been very creative. And when we are creating chances, Kyogo's scoring goals. It's not at the point anymore where he's missing these chances. Mm. But I think all that's missing for Kyogo now is that Champions League goal because he's got the goal against Rangers now. He's got important goals for us in Europe. He's just not got that Champions League goal. But can he get more? Yeah, I think he can because I think he's an ever-improving player. And I think Celtic are ever-improving as well because they've got a sort of consistency now whereas last season it was so stop-start with all the changes. Mm. But we've got a consistent team it's a consistent squad of players that come in, come in and out and a consistent way of playing. And now we've got quality on the bench that if Celtic are struggling, we can bring on fresh legs to create more chances for him. But we can also give Kyogo a rest when he needs it. And we didn't have that last season. That's where he got the injury. I mean, he will have to be consistent because I think, you know, we've done the scouting podcast for all oh, that came out and the scout sort of confirmed what we were sort of thinking about him. That he's more of a... He's more of a, a word that we don't really like to use in this podcast so much, but he's a bit of a project signing. Yeah, it's yeah. always he's not the complete finished article. And I think with the run in, I think you don't really want to get a situation where you're relying on O for the goal. So having Kuyogo in this form, being this consistent, is going to be key for the run in. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, it's very very early days. It looks promising. Though. I like mm. what I've seen from him so far. Key in the fourth goal for Andy, yes. Andy Considine, that poor <laughs> oh, boy. Oh mate. I would get and another reference for the kids here I remember Lee Wilkie <laughs> former Dundee stopper mm. uh, back in the day it was t- must be 20 years ago now once played against Rangers and conceded two penalties and scored an own goal in the same <laughs> in the same game two penalties and Barry Ferguson missed both of them and they got a third one <laughs> and Mikel Arteta scored it. So it's not a reference for our kids. I think everyone can... <laughs> if you think this is a new phenomenon with the penalties, think again, we dear, got, um, dear viewer. What did Constantine do? So he, he scored on OG in the beginning. Yep. Uh, the second one went through his legs <laughs> uh, and then he got sent off. He <laughs> sent off, brought down... I brought down um, O for the fourth goal which David Turnbull scored <laughs> from the indirect free kick as well. Look, we've, all all to, we've all had to turn up our work with a hangover <laughs> before. We know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an afternoon to forget it was his 600th appearance as well <laughs> his 600th league it. appearance or something like that should have been a, a showcase um, mm. occasion for the for the poor man but oh yeah I, I mean oh yeah it's, <laughs> it's almost impossible I've been thinking about this as well even when you see it written down it's impossible to talk about oh without it being slightly camp as well it's like oh that's a that's a great <laughs> chance <laughs> so um, oh looks it looks good again very very early days but with him seeming a little bit rough around the edges and we've been talking about Burnaby a lot recently as well we need to extend the you know the 
the allowances for these guys to adjust to completely different continents, never mind mm. different styles of play and all that. So it will be interesting to see how much all plays. But the fact is, through no fault of his own, he is now the, the guy. He is now the yeah. backup striker. He is now the second guy who is going to play probably at least 15, 20 minutes, 25 maybe in most games at Celtic play because there's no, not really many more options. I think ironically he's going to find himself getting a lot more game time over the next couple of weeks than a lot of the players who've been here a lot longer and probably who are more established. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's come in at a time where Jackie Marcus has left. He's the replacement and Kyogo's firing all the goals in. So when Celtic are getting these leads, we can bring him on and sort of get him in there playing when there's no pressure. And we've seen last season... When you think back to last January and uh, Hatate, Maeda and O'Reilly came in, they had to hit the ground running instantly. They mm. were thrown in, they were playing against Rangers within a couple of weeks. Maeda had to play and score on his debut. And look, Some players thrive in that, some players it can take a bit more time. But with Celtic this season, because we've done so well last season, we have been able to introduce the, the signings a bit more slowly. And we've seen guys like Moy come in and he's just get better and better. And there's no pressure on the guys to come in and instantly have to play well. Some of them have, which is brilliant so always got a bit of time here to adjust adapt see how Celtic play and have a look at Kyogo and go right this is what works here this is what how he scores the mm. goals because all still be learning he'll still be taking it all on yeah. board he's got his different skill set as well so if he can marry what he's got with the skills of Kyogo we're going to have a good striker on our hands because he looks as if he's, he's a big physical boy whether that's his game I don't think so but he does look like he's got a good technique on him and if he can just, I think when, he, when we were talking about the scouting thing, he's like, he used to be a winger as well. So mm. if you can get those strikers' instincts off Kyogo, then I think he'll be fine. Uh, Patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims if you want to catch that scouting podcast. There's a few players, Stephen, that I think... Uh, okay, so one's Haxabanovic, right? Mm. Haxabanovic, I think, is too good for the limited game time he's getting at the moment. And I think Haxabanovic might also think he's too good for the limited game time he's getting at the moment. He's a player who we all like. Yep. Play, player of the month in November. Um, but he, he just, he's no picking up minutes. And no. he, when we're looking to bring players on against Johnson brought on a badder, was not really that good. No, and if you're no. Haxabanovic, I thought, like, I moved here. I signed a five-year deal. And I'm, I'm, one, I'm not getting a look in. And you can kind of understand because Jota, incidentally, BBC, going to stop listing Jota as Neves Philippe. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world calls him Jota on the BBC website calls him Neves Philippe. Um, you call him Jota I call him uh, What do you call him? Jota Alright right, Okay not Jota We've had this conversation right But okay so you've got Jota And you've got Maeda on the, I, We're not having this Rogic thing again We're not doing it I'm not going through another Rogic Rogic Or whatever the fuck it was I'm not doing it right So we've got those two Aforementioned on each wing Who are performing brilliantly yeah, So you can yeah, kind of right. understand Why he might be limited in game time Sometimes But if you, I just feel like he might be getting frustrated you want a bit of rotation you want to be playing football and, and when players are coming off the bench you at the very least you want to be the guy coming off the bench Aye Haxabanovic is a it's quite an unusual situation that we're, we're now in as you say one of the form players in fact the form player in November as as was rewarded and now he finds himself kind of out of the picture almost altogether. I can't remember the last time he started the game and I looked at the bench and there was no Burnaby again against St Johnston. It made me think, right, 
there's no room on there for a fullback, but yet we've got three wingers. Mm. So how likely are you to bring on three wingers in the same game? Because we only play two. So are you going to put one on and take another one back off in case like, it's, it's very, very unlikely. So I had to take a bad off at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. Uh, so Hags Abanovic, yeah, I feel like we we probably concentrate on him because he's a relatively new signing with a mm. long-term contract. But I think there's so many players in this squad that are probably too good for their current status. Mm. I look at David Turnbull as well. Yeah. And I don't mean to say that he is too good to be behind Hatate and Aaron Moy, but he's too good a player to be sitting languishing on the bench. He's got four goals recently as well for Celtic. Maybe players five. don't like it. No, more than Ryan Kent, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very, very limited uh, playing time. But you've got guys like that. I think James Forrest, this is going to sound like a grenade here. Mm-hmm. I think he should leave. I think uh, he should well, leave. Let, let me go further. I think he will leave. Yeah. Right. I, I think James Forrest will leave at the end yeah. of the season. Not because, look, James Forrest, modern Celtic great, everything, whatever word you want to put on. Mm. See if you want to call him a legend. I'm not going to argue with that. I don't really care about the difference of the yeah. definitions of those Have two you read things. Have you this book yet, though? <laughs> <laughs> I am one chapter in. Okay. <laughs> because I got Stephen, we, uh, if you missed it, at Christmas time, we do a wee episode where we get Christmas presents. Stephen uh, had been. Cr- Tune my ear, GBH of the year. Oh, Jimmy, please, oh, please yeah. get me James Forrest book. So I got you James Forrest book. Yep. One but, chapter in. One, uh, one. What, what do you think? Yeah, too early. Too early. So, <laughs> right, okay. Uh, right. James Forrest. I, I, I don't mean to imply that I'm wanting to, uh, James Forrest chased out the door. Far from it. What I mean mm. is, he's too good a player to be a bit part player for the rest of his career for the next three, yeah. four, whatever seasons it is. Uh, three seasons at Celtic. I don't think he's. He should stay at Celtic and he's too good a player. He could go and be a really cracking player for someone. But we've got loads of players in the squad who are too good to be bench fodder for Celtic. But it's a good problem. Well, that, well that's, a cha- but that's the challenge that Ange's got, I suppose, isn't it? Because you have to keep all these players happy. You have to find, and he has previously said, look, there's plenty of minutes here for you. If you want guaranteed game time, go to a team where the competition isn't as great. And he has to keep all these players busy and active and encouraged and wanting to play for him. That's fine, but the challenge is if players knock at your door, like David Turnbull knocks at your door, Haksabanovic, I'm not saying he's going to leave, but in talking sake, like I'm not getting enough game time here, just like Yakimakis did, David Turnbull. And then these players start to get a bit, it's okay saying to them, I okay, go find somewhere that you can play, I, but we've got the job of replacing them. And these are quality guys in the team, and it's not just, you know, the assumption is that you just lose David Turnbull and go buy someone as good, or you lose Haksabanovic and just go buy someone as good. It's not, football transfers are really that easy. So do you think, you think Ange's got a bit of a job in his hands going forward, keeping all these players happy? Potentially, but uh, I don't. Th- I think it's a very good thing you have because last season again we seen it. We had nothing on the bench, absolutely nothing, and it killed us at the start of the season. Now we've got players on the bench who can come on and change it. But the good thing is with these guys, there's nobody on the bench. You're thinking you should definitely be playing. Because when you're looking at the guys on the pitch, all Ange has to do is, well, you can see what I see when these guys are playing. Yeah. Greg Taylor's been brilliant. So Burnaby, you're no, maybe not getting the games you want. Carter Vickers and Starfelt haven't lost a league game together while playing. So Kobayashi, Jens, Welsh, you can't really argue with that. And then if you're into midfield, well, Aaron, uh, Aaron Moyes come in and been brilliant. Matt O'Reilly were waxing lyrical yeah. about him at the start of the season. We've had it about uh, Hatati were waxing lyrical about him. Uh, Hawata's came in right fair enough mate maybe not get the game time but Turnbull mm. I'm not so much concerned about Kobayashi and Hawata because they'll know the score yeah. I, I'm sort of looking the ones I'd be looking at specifically are probably Turnbull and Haksabanovic and Forrest those three guys who yeah. are are 
bona fide players in the world. I mean, David Turnbull was a, a, a first pick for a lot of it. He's kind of drifted yeah, out. James right. Forrest is sort of reaching the end of his career. On Haksabanovich, I will couch what I've seen. Is that the word? Is that this probably the word? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, what I'm saying was I had to be looking at his previous career. He's actually, even though we're talking about limited game time, he's played more for Celtic this year than he has for his last couple of clubs. So okay. it's not, he won't, he might not find it's unusual. But again, it, it, there's no denying his time has been limited. It has. I think it's just about been a bit of stop start from him, wasn't mm. it? And this this happens a lot when players come in so late in the window. We've seen it with Abelgard, with Moy. It takes him a wee while to get up and running. And when Haksabanovic did get up and running, he looked classy, he looked a class player. Mm. And I thought, Do you know what? Most likely it's going to be him and Jota on either side and they can switch around and it'll be brilliant. Uh, my head is there. So I thought he really came into it. We injuries, we niggles have made it stop start for him and the World Cup being in there as well. So I fully expect him to come in and probably really push on towards the end of the season. He's had he's not been in a few squads recently with that injury. Then he's come back on the bench and he's been coming off the bench. Abada's done okay as well, but after the weekend, maybe I'd say oh, Haksabanovic should get a shot ahead of him. But it's good. It's a good thing to have because I think Haksabanovic will go on to become an important player for Celtic, whether we see it this season or not. I'm not so sure, but I still think he can play a massive part. But he signed a five-year deal. He's a young guy. I still think we're going to see a very good player. And Turnbull's in a sort of position where it's... Well, he's one of three players that have got 18 months left in his mm-hmm. contract that Andrew was talking about. It's Turnbull, Moy and, and Hart. I think with Moy and Hart, they're quite different from Turnbull. I think both of those guys would admit that they're probably approaching the end of their, their career. Joe Hart, certainly. Aaron Moy, maybe to a lesser extent. But David Turnbull, do you think he's kind of reaching the prime of his career? Do you think, you think Turnbull and Celtic have got a conversation to have in the summer? Yeah, I think they'll be having conversations. And I think if if David Turnbull agrees, I'd like to see him get a new deal. Mm. I think he's a very good player to have about. I don't quite see him getting a move somewhere else maybe he will get a move but maybe not where where he wants to go and a guy comes on and he can score you goals that's very rare in the midfielder he's got a good shot on him it's just he can't get a run of games but when you've got three quality players ahead of you and I mean that as in O'Reilly um, Maeda O'Reilly Hatate Mm. and Moy can't really have many complaints because they're all in smashing form. So Turnbull's going to have to bide his time. He has been an important player last year. Ange played him every game possible up until he got his injury and we got some players in. So we're going to need players. We're going to need rotation. I'd like Turnbull to get tied down in a deal. I think the thing is though, sort of to play devil's advocate here a wee bit, Melly says, look, you've got these good players in front of you. You can't have many complaints. David Turnbull go, well, yes, I do. I don't care how good these guys are for Celtic because I'm currently not getting as much game time as I want. And, you know, I'm going to have to go somewhere where I'm playing every week or I'm getting more game time or I'm a first pick it's it's not my problem these guys you think these guys are better than me I'm trying my best every I, day there's two ways to look at this for, mm-hmm. for each scenario and with the with all we've said about the shape of the squad already tonight it's and you two are both kind of summing them up respectively it's mm-hmm. like you're looking at it from a player's your personal perspective and you, Melly, are looking at it from I but we need these things. It's probably key it's probably important to look at both because is that good enough for David Turnbull going forward? Like cause he it doesn't start a single game for Celtic or very, very rarely does. I mean I don't know. I, I, if he's perfectly happy to stay at Celtic then I would definitely mm. keep him as well. Yeah, I just for wonder, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wonder if it might just get to the point where I think Ange has been clear about I think he actually said that he's constantly talking to these players, mm. particularly 
Turnbull, Hart and Moy about what they want to do, what they are. I don't believe them, by the way. I know. I'll tell you why I don't believe <laughs> them. That must it, be brutal. I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> Turnbull and Moy, I don't believe them and I'll tell you why I don't believe them, right? Um, because first of all, getting a conversation with those two guys <laughs> like getting a blood out of stone, right? But secondly, any other time Ange has asked about player contracts, he goes, that's nothing to do with me, that's up to Michael Nicholson, well, that's above that's above my pay grade. So, well, I, he didn't, he didn't, so to finish what I was saying, that mm. he didn't say he was talking to them about their contracts, he's asking them what they want for their careers, he's yeah. talking about them to them about their the way he put it was ambitions. So, if he wants to, if for example, David Turnbull is, and we're only speculating here, if he's only, he's not happy with his game time and wants to go play for, I don't know, Crystal Palace, something yeah. like that, who knows. But if he wants to do that, then Ange doesn't strike me as the type of guy who would hold that against him. No, if he, no. He'd probably just be like, well, you're fine, man, on Fuck you go. <laughs> <laughs> Clear off, you flyman mangrel. Clear That's off. two weeks in a row. <laughs> Spot on again, absolutely nailed got a lot that of good, Got a lot of good com com uh, compliments on my accents last week, <laughs> so I did my impressions. Nailed it, we've I absolutely nailed it, it once again. But yeah, I, like, these are there are good problems for Celtic to have, but from a from a personal, from a human perspective for these players, it can't be easy just sitting around thinking, well, we've got good players ahead okay. of me, so I'm happy with my lot. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Newsflash, gentlemen, Valentine's Day is almost here and by the grace of Cupid, our friends at Manscaped are coming with the best tools to get your boys down the stairs ready for the special occasion. I'd like to propose making February the 13th National Shave Your Balls Day. <laughs> Who's with me? Get lucky this Valentine's Day and join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the code TIMS for 20% off and free shipping. But Stephen... 
what is Manscaped? Well, it's just a ball sack trimmer. Uh, a ball sack trimmer from your podcast mates. No platinum package is complete without the ultimate hygiene bundle to get you fresh from head to toe. This bundle includes Manscaped's premium body wash, two-in-one shampoo, body and ball deodorant, and much more. Infused with aloe vera and sea salt, Manscaped's body wash will leave your skin feeling clean, fresh and hydrated all date night long. And for when she runs her fingers through your hair, make sure your mane is hydrated and irresistible with her two-in-one shampoo. And don't forget, gents, no date night is complete without Manscaped's signature cologne. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code TIMS. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with the Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Haxabanovic is in a tough spot because Jota and Maida have been brilliant recently yeah. and they both provide something. Has Jota been brilliant recently? Uh, yeah, he's been a lot better. Mm. Certainly a lot better. Um, but they, they both provide things, individual things that Haxabanovic hasn't just yet. When you look at like Maida, everybody knows about his work great and all that, but he's actually one of the most prolific tacklers in, that mm. we've got in the squad as well. And that leads me, we'll maybe mention McGregor as well, because he got a wee bit of criticism for his performance against St. Johnson, and rightly so, but he was still one of the most accurate passers. And he, Which is amazing on that pitch. Exactly. So that, that pitch was terrible. And I'm not, I'm not getting on my high horse about that because Celtics is quite poor as mm-hmm. well. But McGregor has been one of the most important defensive players in the team. And for these games... Two away games in a row, McGregor has had the most tackles in the game. It's never a lot, it's only ever three, four maybe, mm. but it's always the most in the game. And when Celtic are playing against these teams, yeah, you might say that they don't pose much threat, they don't attack that much, but that's because it's snuffed out yeah. immediately. And it's because of guys like Maida and McGregor and laterly Starfield as well, who's very good in the air. That's why they don't get a chance to attack. So Maida... It's very, very difficult to replace on that wing for that reason. And Jota's Jota, Jota's the kind of main guy. He's the, he's the most creative winger. It's a tough spot for Haxabanovich to be in, but I, I don't really know how, how we of, get around speaking it. Speaking of tough spots, I'm going to put you guys in a tough spot, right? You have one contract. You have Moy, Hart and Turnbull, but you only have one contract off them. Who's getting it? Oh, I thought you were going to play play bench, Sell. Mm, no, no, more creative than that now. <laughs> you've, got one, you've got one contract between the three of them, who's getting it? Stephen Melly. Mate, you need to talk what you think, obviously, because this is... A, yeah, you know. yeah, it's an audio medium. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Um, they, they, I, I'd be tempted to go Moy because of his current form and I think mm. he's still got them a lot to give, probably. You would give different contracts, though, is the only thing. You would probably yes. give Moy a year, whereas you might give David Turnbull... Three years. Yeah, three, four, mm. maybe even, if mm. he was willing to sign it. But that said, I would probably rather give Moy a year so you're than, getting, so than Turnbull all, three. Right, so Moy's getting a year. Um, I think I'm the same between Turnbull and Moy for me, and I just prefer watching Aaron Moy. But I think the, 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 the long term, the value, long term, it's better to keep Turnbull. But mm. I just want to see Aaron Moy play, so I'll go Aaron Moy. Oh, this is terrible, isn't it? It's so <laughs> bad for David. So you made it up. I know. So, uh, so David Turnbull bought for what four and a half million. I don't know if it was about much, four, four million or so, uh, something like that. Was it? It was a lot. Close to three, probably. Was it? It was a lot. Um, young player, you give him a long contract, potential sell-on value. If you don't give him a contract, he probably leaves in the summer for some sort of like nominal fee, a million or so. Aaron Moy and Joe Hart, well, we both know those guys have no sell-on value whatsoever. Interestingly, none of us even hesitated over Joe Hart, which is nah, nah. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, 
for me, I think I'm going. I think I would agree. I think yeah. if you had one contract between the three of them, I would give it to probably Aaron Moy. I'd give Aaron yeah. Moy only if you open up your Instagram comments and let us tell us how much you love you. Uh, um, what I'm just thinking, Moy's got another year on his deal, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe the best thing would be to give Turnbull the deal mm. because we've got Moy for another season. I think they've all got eighteen months. Aye, they've all got they've all got the but same. I don't know after the next year. Oh, he might be. He might be. Oh, he'll never be past it, will he? What my talking No, he's never going to be past it. And we are verging into overthinking this. <laughs> um, do you think Joe Hart was at fault for the St. Johnson goal? A little Since bit. Since his name uh, came up. Yeah, a, a little bit. Um, sometimes, though, it's just a cracking shot. Aye. Sometimes it's just a cracking finish and there's very little you can do about it. It's, it's probably, probably easy to blame Joe Hart because he did get a hand to it and couldn't really stop it. Really just diverted it slightly higher up the net than it was already going. I'd, I don't think so, though. I, don't, I wouldn't... You could probably have both, though. I suppose you could probably say Joe Hart could have done better, but it's not exactly a clanger, is it? It's not no. exa- exactly he came out and fell over the ball. And it, or it's a strike like with the guys, Yeah, right? I, it really was. It was a cracking hit. So, no, you, the strongest I would go on Joe Hart is could have done better. Mm. What that means, I don't actually, I don't really know. Could you have kept it out? Maybe not, but could have you got a stronger handle? He wasn't very clear. springy going down that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. He kind of lurched to the left a wee bit. I don't right. know if it's the fact that he's got a touch on it makes it look worse for him, whereas mm. if he hadn't got anything on it, we'd do, oh, what a strike. Mm. But if he gets a touch, it maybe looks like he, his wrist goes back a bit. Mm. But it's a, it's a good strike. And I think that's what St Johnston were doing. There was a couple of times in the start of the game where they got the ball and they just looked to take an early strike. But when you see the strike, it is very clean strike. It's very good in the corner. But with Joe Hart getting that wee bit on it, like, can he do better? But like, it's, it's a good, good mm. strike. And Joe Hart, he makes the kind of saves, so I don't really have any problem with those kind of saves from him. So I think we'll just put it down to a good strike. We're a winning machine at the moment, aren't we? Oh, that's oh, yeah. We're an absolute winning machine. I mean, that's four one. I think our goal difference is now sixty. I'm pretty sure our goal. Di- I've not checked. I should be. I should have checked before out my mouth. But I'm pretty sure our goal difference is more goals than Rangers have actually scored in the league. Right. Um, and and I, you look at the makeup of the league as well. The the state of the league as it is. You, you've got. Within a couple of spaces from Celtic, you've, you're talking about like a 90 goal swing because there's <laughs> there's some teams doing quite well in I the league. I think there's only three teams. Study. Yeah, there's only three teams in the league with like a positive goal yeah. difference, which is absolutely <laughs> absurd. Dear me. I know Celtic are ten points off better this now than we were this point last season. I think Rangers are one point better off. Everyone else in the league in the in the respective positions, not the teams, but the respective positions, have less points. Right. Yeah. Hardly a classic. <laughs> Hardly a classic league. I think we're what is it team? Ten merely ten wins away from the title potentially? Yeah, there's thirteen games to go, ten wins away mm. from the title. Uh, we play Rangers once uh, before the split as well. I think there's eight games to go before the split and five of them are at home. So look Celtic are looking really good. We've not lost a league game for a year. And Andrew's never lost a league game at Celtic Park, has he? So we're looking really good. We've got plenty of home games coming up and Get the cup, two cups coming up this month as well, so it's full throttle for domestic honours. And Celtic are going right at it, which is lovely to see. I mean, we could be breaking, I mean, we still could break Brendan Rogers, even though we've lost a game and he went invincible. He got 106 points. If Celtic win the remaining games, I think that takes us on to 109. We could, ma- we could still lose one game before the end of the season and match the invincibles. That's unbelievable for a team that. Famously, why they were invincible is because they didn't lose any yes. games. Right? Yes, <laughs> Famously, uh, it really has been extraordinary this season. The form has been unbelievable. And you look at the even the, the cases this week, two different challenges, but two potential banana skins in there. Livingston are you know, a bit of a bogey team is very, very strong, but they're capable of getting 
points against Celtic. They you only need to look at last season. They got a nil-nil draw in the one where Yakimakis missed that, oh, that right. penalty in it. And then St Johnson on an absolutely terrible pitch where Celtic managed to still play a good bit of decent football on it as well. It wasn't wasn't the greatest by any means, but it still managed to do pretty well on it. So it's it really has been an incredible season to this point. I know we're talking like we've already won the title, but it's only because Celtic have been playing like this. Like we wouldn't be sitting here even talking about it if Celtic had looked like they were capable of dropping really anything this season at all. It really has been something else. It's such a weird league because I'm so I'm disinclined to write it off and I'm looking through our next couple of fixtures here and historically this would be quite a difficult run but we've got St Mirren in the cup obviously but we've also got St Mirren in the league a couple of weeks St Mirren have already taken points off us we've got Aberdeen but they've been abysmal this season new manager in though you don't know Rangers League Cup final obviously that's a tricky game then we've got Hearts and Hibs and Ross County and Rangers all these teams at individual times and across different seasons very recently have caused us problems but this year all these teams apart from Ross County who did okay at Rangers are kind of underperforming this year so it's difficult to tell we could we could breeze it and win all of these games until the end of the season and not lose another game. But there are a few games there you just you don't want to take your eye off the ball too much. No, and Ange will never let that happen. Well, if Celtic drop points, it's because they'll have dropped points in themselves. They won't have taken their eye off mm. the ball. We can have a bad game. We've seen that at St Mirren. Maybe Ange learned from that. There was a lot of changes in that game, but Ange makes a lot of the changes, so we can we can go on about that but just looking back at that St Mirren game what a weird anomaly <laughs> yeah yeah total they, blip the, yeah. All, the whole team yeah. just didn't show up one yeah. evening M- mad uh, I think it was Jens and Welsh at the back as well so yeah. that tells its own story so there's probably three guys ahead of the two of them as mm. well in the pecking order so Celtic have got a strong defence which lets us play our football and that's a massive thing as well because we keep talking about Jota. I think it was Jota at the start of the season was unbelievable. Taylor, Hatate, Kyogo. We've had so many players all, maybe they'll be player of the year, maybe they'll be player of the year. But to have that start with the two defensive, central defensive pain haven't lost a league game together is incredible. Greg Taylor's been outstanding. Johnson's came in and been Tremendous. I thought it was one of his best, probably his best game for Celtic at the weekend. So that defence allows us to build on that. And when Celtic don't look like conceding goals and are scoring goals mm. at the other end, that is a recipe for success. And Celtic are just flying just now. We've seen from January onwards when we got those players in last season that what we can do, that's just continued into this season. And we've just added in extra players just to add to this squad. So I think come the summer, it could be time for a wee rejig again mm. and get a couple of players Definitely. to come into the first 11 rather than squad players and if we do that boy oh boy it could be successful Well on the defence I've been really happy with Celtic defensively recently I've already mentioned you know the sort of unsung heroes of the defence uh, like McGregor and Maida and all that who defend from the front and allow Celtic to attack the way they do but the, um, the way the defend has been great recently goes without saying, of course, because there's been a number of clean sheets in a row that was broken up by a goal you know, that conceded against um, St Johnston. But w- there's been a lot made of referees, and we have contributed enormously to that in, re- so? in recent Sack weeks. Them yeah. all, they're all rubbish. <laughs> yeah, we caught that. A wee bit of engagement from the, the other half mm. on, uh, on TikTok. Yeah, that's right. Kids were on the TikTok yeah. these days. Yeah, got quite a lot of that <laughs> for mentioning time. the refs, right? But the, there's been a lot of talk about the way these games are refereed and things like Bills has popped up um, mm. very recently. People saying that Celtic seem to concede an awful lot of fouls despite the fact we've got an awful lot of the ball. So those two things kind of, they're almost incongruous. Like yeah. We've got so much of the ball but we commit a lot of fouls. But 
I look at that as, yeah, you, you could argue that a lot of them are soft and maybe your know, referees are choking to give them and you're know, desperate to get the cards out oh, and all yeah. that. But I think a team like Celtic are always going to concede a lot of fouls because of the way they press aggressively from the front. And there was examples of that against St. Johnson where Jota was booked and people were saying, well, that's ridiculous. How can he, how on earth could he get booked for that? Mm. But it was actually, it was his fifth foul that he'd committed and they were all things like having just given the ball away or someone else had given the ball away and he was straight in there either pulling a jersey or committing a soft wee push or whatever just to put people off. And that totally kills the momentum of the other team. It's like, it's professional fouls. Man City are, were great at that. Man City do a lot of things, by the way. Yes. <laughs> check, check the news on that. But I remember Fernandinho was great at that. So Man City would be, have most of the ball. for that. That's the thing. They have most of the ball. But as soon as they lose it, Fernandinho would just be over, commit a foul. Oh, so, no, but me? But no, <laughs> you're, you're joking. And all of a sudden, any time the, the, the team, even though they're a so-called lesser team and would expect to have less of the ball, every time they do get the ball, their momentum's killed there and then. And Celtic do an awful lot of that as well. So I've not really got a problem with the fact that Celtic, on paper at least, commit a lot of fouls. I think focusing on that as a refereeing problem might, might be part of the wider problem that we've spoken about recently. But I think it's a red herring because a lot of it is... I'm absolutely fine with to be honest because it's part of how we set up just as a sidebar you two watch a lot more English football than I do is this thing true about how ha although Haaland's breaking all sorts of scoring records Man City themselves have not actually scored any more goals than they had at this point last yeah, season really? I've, I, I've, I've, I've seen this doing yeah. the rounds like how he's how he's absolutely outrageous but he's not actually made Man City any better as a team we'll take him then flop it's not working him and De Bruyne out there flop earlier you know they might need to get shot at them Next up, St Mirren uh, in the Scottish Cup fifth round. Uh, following that, I think we've got one league game. Then we've got the League Cup final. Melly, is that correct? Uh, um, yes. While I do dates in my head, that's possibly, correct. Yes. Oh, I'm absolutely bang on. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird half five kickoff on Saturday night mm. as well, isn't it? Yeah. So with the next couple of games, or the next couple of games in the calendar being uh, cup games, how much pressure do you think there is on Ange to win a treble? It's become sort of. Uh, trebles are weird because they were yeah. very, very, very rare. Not a thing. Before, yeah. Before and then recently. they became increasingly rare. Uh, not not increasingly rare. Increasingly common. Yeah. In fact, we won four back to back. Ridiculous. Which is more difficult than winning ten in a row. I'm convinced of it. Oh, oh right. Right. Uh, easily. Right. It's more difficult yeah. than doing anything anyone else well, has ever done. This is, because the very nature of cup competitions mm. is you could you could be put out at any time. You could turn up to some game against like a Clyde. Aye, but well, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Like, yeah. I, I was going to say, yeah, lower league opposition, or even somebody who isn't in form in your league, you could draw St. Mirren, uh, yeah, Ross you could, County. You yeah. could draw any of these teams Thanks, and, and be eliminated. So the fact that that didn't happen to Celtic once in four goes, four goes of 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 eight mm. separate cup runs is absolutely ridiculous. So, I mean, managers at one treble. So we're talking about we're talking about Jockstein, Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rodgers, Neil Lennon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's and, right. And there we go. Yeah. All the greats. All the greats. Well, I mean, you can't take it away from me, did win it. So. I'm talking about uh, Neil Lennon, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about Jockstein. He's in there trying to take Jockstein's treble at him. I'm talking about Neil Lennon. Forget the haters, Jock. We believe in you. <laughs> a little known manager named Jockstein. Um, does Ange need to win a treble, Melly? Uh, I don't think so, but look, the guy is ambitious. He'll want to go and do it. He'll mm. want... It won't win as many trophies as possible. We've just well, suppose not. No, okay, let me reframe it because does he need to win a treble? Is a bit unfair. Is there more pressure on Ange today to win a treble than there would have been normally? Eh, possibly because they have sort of become the norm, mm. and it was just like yeah, 
we won trebles. That was yeah. us. Because uh, we can't team. go from winning trebles to just not winning them anymore. That, no. that's, football fans don't accept that. No, and the way Scottish football is, European football, uh, we're a season where we don't have any after Christmas, uh, it's going to be, the pressures are going to be on to win the Cups. And we're in a final of one. We could have got a chance to get to the quarters of another. And last season, Celtic started in the Scottish Cup semi-final, but that was one game. So Celtic were one game away from potentially going for another treble last year with all the upheaval. Upheaval, sorry. This season, because we've been so consistent, you're just looking at it going, right, we've got a Cup final to come and we should be in a semi or in our final with the Scottish Cup all going well. So... Yeah, there's pressure on, but that comes with being the Celtic manager and I don't mm. think Ange would want it any other way. Me as a fan, I wouldn't want it any other way because for Celtic to be successful, they are have to go out and win games and that's exactly what we're doing. If we don't win a treble, it's because we'll have had a bad game and that's why they're difficult to win. Yet we're so, we just feel like it's a kind of norm now to win it because of the consistency. I mean, is that the benchmark for a Celtic manager now? Oh, it is, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was going to say there, it is ludicrous that we talk about trebles in these terms. Mm-hmm. Not that there are an ambition or a target for a club, but that there might be pressure on that's a manager just, to look, win a treble. If you can't live up to the pressure that Neil Lennon says. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, that's the exact, that's the point. The reason it is even a thing and there would be pressure on a manager to deliver a treble is because of history even if it's recent history you set your own standards at the yeah. end of the day and, the, and the, the the history of the country dictates what the standards are for mm-hmm. clubs the only reason we, we fell into that absolutely destructive 10 in a row hysteria is because it was 9 in a row and that was done twice and then Rangers Celtic did it then Rangers did it back in the day before they died <laughs> <laughs> and then then we could, we wanted to, to better that Hey, that, look, nobody rage, else is doing that nobody no. Other, no other countries are talking about 10 in a row and mm. all that kind of stuff and I bet we're the only country or well only kind of major footballing countries <laughs> a stretch right I, I'm doing well for us here I'm, I'm being generous to Scotland but I bet we're the only kind of European country who puts pressure on managers to deliver a treble I mean of course it's a great thing and they do do it in yeah. other countries but it's like a once in a yeah because nobody sees Pep winning like I bet didn't win the treble yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean like that's, he's that's allowed exactly to be that. a good manager in his own right and but I think the thing about Ange is he is ambitious, obviously, as Melly says, he's ambitious. But we, we've kind of discussed this, I can't remember if it was a Patreon episode of this podcast, but, you know, if Ange's got ambitions beyond Celtic, you really need to excel in Scotland. It's not just good enough just to win the league. Look, Ronnie Dyla won the double, never really got linked with any big jobs. Neil no. Lennon won leagues here in the treble, never really. Brendan Rodgers won almost everything there is to win. He ended up with a Leicester. So if, you, if your ambitions lie beyond Celtic, in many ways, people, exp- not just Celtic fans, but seemingly their previous history shows, the footballing community expect you to really excel in Scotland. It's not good enough just to be a winning manager in Scotland. You need to do something special. You need to excel. Yeah, and it's it's almost like trebles have now become you know, kind of context-free because it's mm. been so frequent over the last few years. It's almost become like it's... It's again absurd to talk in these terms, but it's almost become like uh, oh, we won a treble in Scotland, big deal. Yeah. Shrug as if it, as if we just <laughs> yeah. basically do it all the time. And the only reason that people think that is because Celtic made it look easy for four years. It's not easy. It's far from easy. So yes, it, it should always be a target and an ambition of the club. Just I find it so odd, even just thinking about it, to say that a manager needs to deliver a treble. It's such an odd thing to say, just th- in football I, I, terms. I think to do it. We need to be, I know this sounds absurd, right? And people sometimes don't want to hear it, but I think to win the treble this year, we need to be right on it. I, yeah, I think yeah. we need to be right on it. And I think if if we are, if we if we play at the top of our game, I think Celtic are unstoppable. But 
I think we need to be right on it if we want to achieve it this year. And I'm not so much talking about the St Mirren game, although I might have just jinxed it by bringing that up. But the, the League Cup final in a couple of weeks, I mean, that's their only chance really to do anything this season. That's their biggest game of the season. Yeah, it's going to be difficult because no matter what we think of Michael Beale Rangers have... Shutered little man. Yes. <laughs> All of that. Oily little piglet. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah him and he's oh, inherited the gap. Oh, you didn't inherit the goal difference you've got right yeah, now. he's increased Michael. the gap, hasn't he? Yeah. He has yeah. increased the gap, yeah. So he could have done something about that. He could score him a few more goals and let in a few less, but... Those games, it's going to come down to these games in all likelihood it will be Rangers at stand in Celtic's way they are in the cup final and with the Scottish Cup if both go through you'd expect to meet at some point so Celtic are going to need to be on their game and I think that's what we need we need this competition because it can get to a point if Celtic were to piss to a treble this season mm. Do some of the players do Ange think like, I've done it all here? I've done it all it's here. It's a risk, yeah. So, so you mean it's better for us as fans if he doesn't win one because yeah. we get to keep Ange a wee bit longer? <laughs> well, there's a, you ha- there always has to be targets, doesn't there? Mm. Brendan Rodgers said if he felt he could take the club as far he took the club as far as he could go. We'd argue like he walked out during the season mm. and he didn't really do much in Europe. So there's always the the Europe thing. But if we can win trebles, then brilliant. But I think we want to win the treble for Ange as well because we want him to be put up there with those legendary guys and Neil Lennon so that's just, that's just for you uh, so I think for how do you get in there <laughs> you leave the other <laughs> so I think we, we all want Ange to win one because we want him to be regarded like that mm-hmm. because yes to get a, a bigger job or to pull up trees in Scotland you need a treble but I never hear that phrase pull up trees on any no. other podcast <laughs> apart from ours. But incidentally. Copyright it. But we, I, think I smell you, a t-shirt. <laughs> Ange pulling up trees. <laughs> uh, I think you need a brand of football as well. And Ange's got that, doesn't he? He's got a brand. He's got a style of football. And it's successful. And it is successful if he brings home trophies, which he's doing. And hopefully we'll continue I mean, to I'm do. not saying Ange's going to leave should he win the treble. No. Brand Prostacoglu is going to leave <laughs> if he wins the treble. But I just think... It's it's on the horizon and you want them to have that absolute utter dominance. Yeah, and why re- Rangers are relevant to this as well is because should you wish to do it, I mean, no doubt people will be motivated to do so, should you wish to diminish Brendan Rodgers' trebles, you would say that Rangers were crap back then mm. and weren't capable of putting up a... A fight. Don't necessarily agree with that. You can only really play against what you're. Yeah. What you're I mean, up they claim all the things they won when we were crap. So. But, uh, yeah, exactly. It's probably a much harder treble to do. Well, than, that, that's yeah. it. So we've literally got Rangers in a final so far. So mm. to to overcome that on the way to the treble would be a big step. That you can't take that away. You can't say, "I, but Rangers didn't compete. They got to the final and presumably tried to win it." Mm. Again, I don't want to talk as if we've already won the thing, but we're, we're talking about the the treble in context against. Again, bizarre to say, we're comparing it to other very recent trebles. We've, we've got St Mirren to tackle, uh, and then there's Aberdeen who are sort of rejuvenated under former Celt Barry Robson, yeah, yeah. Who, who's taken over there. So there's there's a couple of things in our way before we can even talk about trebles. But I just thought with this this tie on the horizon, it was worth discussing. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon. If you would like extra content from us, Patreon.com/slash20minutetims. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.